Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Technion Israel Institute of Technology is where some of Israel's brightest minds ask the biggest question of all. What if? What if they could take on the world's biggest challenges? What if they could develop life-changing environmental, scientific, health, medical, and technological discoveries that will make a huge impact on Israel and the planet? But they don't just ask the question, they answer it too. They turn those ideas into reality they make them happen. To see just some of the incredible things they've achieved, get the Technion Booklet of Wonders at ats.org wonders. We hope it inspires you to give them your support so they can keep doing what they do best. The American Technion Society. World-changing discoveries by Israel's brightest minds made possible by you. Hey listeners, it's Mishi. Last week we released our 50th Wartime Diary. This week is Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaut. And as a way of marking this milestone, and these dates, Yochai Meital and I will have a series of onstage conversations in New York and Cleveland. We'll discuss the process of creating Wartime Diaries, talk about some of the challenges we've encountered, the dilemmas we've had, the insights we've gained, So if you want to hear what covering the evolving story of this war has been like for us, we'd love to see you at one of our events. All the details are on our site, israelstory.org. And meanwhile, wishing us all calm and peaceful days ahead. This uh, Sukkot, okay, it was the first Sukkot I didn't build a sukkah in here at home. And I built our uh, sukkah at the junction next to Yuli Edelstein house. The main thing we shouted was uh, 50 years ago, in October 73, we had a disaster. And what we wanted to say is let's stop the 2023 disaster before it happens and what is unbelievable is that on Thursday evening uh, we went home from the sukkah and on Shabbat we had the biggest catastrophe we could even imagine hey listeners It's Mishi. So, as you know, during these incredibly difficult days, we're trying to bring you voices we're hearing among and around us. These aren't stories, they're just quick conversations, or postcards, really. 
that try to capture slivers of life right now. For months, Sivan Avneri, a physical therapist from Kfar Shmaryau, was active in the Mecha'a, the demonstrations against the judicial reforms. That's why he built his sukkah outside the house of Yuli Edelstein, one of the senior members of the Likud party and the chairman of the Knesset's Foreign Affairs and Defense Committee. Like hundreds of thousands of other Israelis, he felt he was fighting for his home, for the nature of his country. He had no idea how true that was about to become. On Saturday morning, October 7th, Sivan received a message which is every parent's worst nightmare. His 18-year-old son Tal was, unbeknownst to him, at the Nova party in Reim, and was now fleeing for his life. Without a second of hesitation, Sivan knew exactly what he needed to do. Our producers Yael Ben-Chorin and Alexandra Muller bring us his story. Adina Karpuch edited this piece. Uh, my name is Sivan. I'm 50 years old. Um, we have five kids. As a soldier, I was at the paratroops. And since then, in the last uh, 29, almost 30 years, I was serving the reserve army. Can you walk us through the events of Saturday? We were here at home. Tal, our son, told us that uh, he's uh, going camping with friends. He didn't tell us anything about a party. We woke up at, um, it was a couple of minutes before 8 o'clock. Uh, we got a telephone from Amit, Tal's uh, oldest brother. He was dancing in another party. And Tal called him and told him that there were shootings around the party he was at. Amit didn't understand. He called us. Uh, Tal didn't call us because he didn't tell us at first that he's going to a party. So he called his brother and Amit uh, woke us up. Um, at the first minutes we thought that Tal is imagining, you know. Oli, my wife, told Tal, Tal, you're imagining, there's nothing is going around, everything's fine. Um, since there were sirens, Oli told him something like, there might be uh, explosives in Gaza. I asked Tal to send us his location. And when we saw uh, where he was, we were sure that he heard something from the Gaza Strip or from the border. And we couldn't believe that someone was uh, shooting at him. I called the police. The policeman sent me like a link to the police site to upload Tal's location. And he said, uh, we'll take care of it. It took us another couple of minutes texting Tal to understand that something bad is going on. We had no idea how bad was it. No one had. Since I understood that no one can help him, I knew that I have no other option. I just, I just knew I have to. Ten minutes later, I told Oli, okay, so I'm jumping into the car, driving south, 
getting closer to Tal. I took a helmet, some water, a backpack, and I took my gun with my shoes in my hand and ran to the car. I thought there was like a terror attack or something on this camping site he was supposed to be at. I was driving like crazy. I'm still waiting for all the tickets to get from the highway. And then he called me, told me uh, the Hamas found them and started shooting in them again. Whomever got out of this place, uh, they ran all over. From this point, uh, Tal was all alone. He asked me, should I keep running? Should I hide somewhere? Should I? I didn't really know what to tell him. I felt like under such a pressure, I knew that I have another hour, more than hour, until I will get to him. It was like I was so stressed. The only thing was in my head. I should get to him before they will. I told Tal, Tal, listen, it's going to take me some time. You must find a place and hide. I told him, find a bush or find something. Scroll under it and don't get out until you hear my voice. Uh, when I got to Netivot, I met some uh, policemen. It was such a surrealistic picture to see like six policemen standing with their guns, with a pistol in their hands, looking west to the Gaza Strip and like waiting for the Hamas to come. I went to an officer over there, I told him my son is inside, I must get there. He told me, listen, you're not going anywhere. There's a war out there. Um, you can join us, stay here. He asked me to, to park my car at the parking area and join them or something like that. I jumped into my car and uh, started driving west to the area Tal was. Uh, since I am or was a warrior, help me. Okay, it was not the first time I was being shooted at. It was not the first time I was running when there are bombs falling around. As I got closer, I heard shooting. Kassam was falling all around. Kibbutz Beiri was burning. Like the sky was full of black smoke. And I understood that something big is going around, but I was so focused about Tal, everything around, I moved it to the side. I didn't think about anything beside getting to the place he was. I saw a guy on the side of the road, uh, injured. I told him, wait here, I'll be back to take you. And I drove like another two or three hundred meters, stopped the car. I, I didn't know what to do. I, I, I didn't know if I can horn with a car or shout, or I didn't know where the Hamas is. Since I sent Tal my location as well, like live location, so he saw that I arrived. First he saw my car, but he was not sure it, it's mine since he saw the, the Hamas with the pickups and the jeeps. 
Only after I got out of my car and started running, he went out of the bushes. Um, I won't forget uh, this moment. Till the, till the last day I will leave. He was so cute. He went out, you know, with a hat on his head and a backpack, just like he went to a trip in, in school when he was eight years old. Um, I hugged him. I hugged him for like two seconds and then throw him into my car and say, let's go. Tal says, it was the, the longest and the longest hug he ever had. Um, but we understood we have to get out of there. So we jumped into the car and uh, ran to the injured guy to pick him up and take him with us. After two or three hundred meters, uh, we saw hundreds, hundreds of people walking in the fields injured people dragging each other it was an awful picture it was i couldn't believe like the fields were full of hundreds of people you know dressed up from a trans party it's the negev it was hot they were out of water when we got to a patish um patish is a is a religious uh, village, there was no one out on the streets. We met one guy, I told him we need help. Uh, we asked him to open Beta Am and to open the mini market to bring some water to take back in with us. We knew that there are like hundreds of people on the way. Since it was Shabbat, people were getting out of the synagogue. We asked for some help, we asked for uh, people who has uh, pickups to bring their uh, their cars and when we got back to the area we saw a lot of people coming running and walking out of there the guys from Patish were like putting on their trucks 20 maybe 30 injured people on each one of them and an hour later Beit Am was like full of people the people of Patish went out of their houses, brought food and, and uh, water. And two medics who lived there, they opened like treating a corner. It was only citizens taking care of everything. It was unbelievable the way they were full of sirens around. You know, like every five minutes, everybody's laying down and couple of minutes afterwards, getting up and keep on working. Um, we got home at the afternoon. Everyone was here, all the family. And um, since then, all of us thinking um, how lucky was and we were all of us and how bad um, 
it could have been for us and how bad it is for so many other people and families. The kids knows like dozens of, of uh, people who got killed. At the first week we were sitting here, all of us, running from funeral to funeral. I think it's very important for Tal to know that uh, Daddy came to save him. Um, Oli, my wife, she says that the only thing that she could think or say on this morning of Shabbat was telling Tal that Tal Abba is on the way. Tal is 18, he's joining the army in like six weeks. He saw horrible things. And we are asking, is it, is it right? Is it good for him? So we went uh, consulting with a psychologist about the way Tal should handle, we should handle with him. And Tal says that he wants to go to the army now. He thinks that it will be good for him to get a sense of safety, to get self-confidence. Have you gotten any help since that day? Um, I went to meet a psychologist from work. I work in a hospital. Um, after two hours, she told me that I'm okay, that I went through a trauma, and uh, the way out of it is not easy. I find myself crying 50 times a day. I think to today maybe it was 45, so I'm getting better. של אבא על מה אתה חולם מה בוער לך בלב וכמה טוב שבאת ביחד זה שלם בעיניים שרואות הכל אין שום דבר כואב שנים זולגות כמו מים ישר לשום מקום לרוץ רחוק להיות קרוב יום הופך ללילה ולילה שוב ליום להחזיק חזק ולעולם לא לעזור, כי זמן לא עוצר, הוא עף, נשרף, מסך עשן. היה לאילן, תפוס ירח שוט על ענן. וזה הזמן שלך לזרוח, ולדעת, ולגעת, והכל, לטרוף את העולם, אל תפחד ליפול, ילד שלי. הכל מחכה רק לך ואבא כאן תמיד לחבק ולשמור אותך עד סוף העולם אני לא עוזב אותך ילד שלי, לך רק בדרך שלך
של אבא רואה בך אותי, את הילד שהייתי בעצמי, וכל מה שקורה לך מרגיש כאילו לי, ללמוד שוב מחדש מה אני ומי. קדימה והלאה, הכל נמצא בך, וכל יום חדש הוא הבטחה, בעולם הזה יש צער. כמו שיש שמחה, תן לאהבה שלך להוביל אותך, כי זמן לא עוצר, הוא אף נשרף מסך עשן. היה לאילן, תפוס ירח שוט על ענן, כי זה הזמן שלך לזרוח ולדעת ולגעת בהכל, לטרוף את העולם אל תפחד ליפול. ילד שלי, הכל מחכה רק לך. ואבא כאן תמיד לחבק ולשמור אותך, עד סוף העולם אני לא עוזב אותך. ילד שלי, לך רק בדרך שלך. הזמן שלך לזרוח ולדעת ולגעת בהכל, לטרוף את העולם אל תפחד ליפול. ילד שלי, הכל מחכה רק לך. ואבא כאן תמיד מחבק ולשמור אותך, עד סוף העולם אני לא עוזב אותך. ילד שלי, לך רק בדרך שלך. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.